Welcome to Teach Talks, a podcast from your friends at Teaching Channel. I'm Paul O, and today we're talking with Dr. Amy Tong, Instructional Technology Specialist at Azel ISD in Texas, about tangible learning outcomes in Minecraft. Amy spent eight years in the classroom teaching elementary school and transitioned into instructional technology three years ago. She completed her doctorate last year, focused on mobile device integration in elementary classrooms, which I have to say makes me wish I were a kid in her school. If you want to listen to the entire Minecraft series, check out our Teach Talks page at teachingchannel.org. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So I'm wondering if there's anything that I missed when it comes to your bio. Um, I, I think that your uh, introduction was, was fairly complete there. Uh, the only thing I was going to add was a, a little background information um, regarding our school district and our students' access to digital uh, platforms where they can access Minecraft. Um, we're kind of a um, smallish, medium-sized school district um, in near Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort area in Texas. And um, we've got about 7,000 students. And we made an initiative a few years ago uh, to have one-to-one -one iPads in our classrooms, pre-K through 12. And so when that initially began, I was working on my master's and I was working with my principal on some different goals. And we were able to get the first set of iPads um, to my classroom to get that program started. So fortunately, I've been using iPads for about five years um, and right at the cusp of whenever we introduced that. And it was really interesting to me to watch our kids transition into having the devices and uh, really truly transforming the type of work they could do and seeing the impact of that on uh, their learning and all of their successes. Um, it was fantastic to see it uh, regardless of their socioeconomic situation to where they could all have access to this technology and really be able to learn, which I know is going to make them more competitive as they go on and graduate from high school and move out in the world. Wonderful. So it sounds like you have a, a really great foundation when it comes to digital learning in your district. Uh, we do. I, we were very, very fortunate, and we have the support of some wonderful administrators who had that as a goal. And, and uh, so all of our students have those iPads in hand, and our 7th through 12th graders are able to take them home and use them all the time for their educational needs as well as any personal needs. And uh, we've seen it truly transform the learning that is going on. Cool. That sounds like a whole other podcast that we're going to have to get you on <laughs> to talk more about. Um, but today we're, we're thinking about and talking about and considering tangible learning outcomes with Minecraft. So I'm wondering, can you say a little bit more about what tangible learning outcomes, can you just say a little bit more about tangible learning outcomes? Uh, how would you describe them and uh, why do they matter for your practice? Sure, I, I think that um, truly tangible learning outcomes are important because it's you know all about what are the kids really learning? What is, the, what is it that we want them to take from a learning experience and be able to apply in life situations or in testing situations? Unfortunately, we do have standardized testing. That, that is the ultimate measure of the teacher and student in the district. But we also want to be able to create engaging real world work for those kids to be doing. And to make sure that that, that engaging work they're doing is more than just fun to make sure it really does have a, a learning goal where they're having a takeaway and they can apply it in other methods that they sit down with a piece of paper and take a test that they can show that they have mastery of that topic 
to me, that's what that uh, that tangible learning outcome really is. Um, we certainly have a lot of goals towards student engagement. We want the kids to be excited about being at school. We want them to be excited about the learning. Um, but sometimes the things that are fun and exciting aren't always that educational. And I think it's really important to keep those learning outcomes in mind so that you can make sure that that engaging work is on a uh, gold target and that the kids are going to be able to apply that knowledge in a uh, way that's going to further their education. And so can you, can you give some examples of, of, uh, some tangible learning outcomes related to the work that you do with Minecraft. And perhaps you can also talk a little bit more about what it is that you're doing with Minecraft in your district. Sure. So um, if, if you don't mind, I'm gonna answer the second part first there. So some of the examples of what our kids are doing with Minecraft, um, what they're able to actually do is as they get into it, because Minecraft allows them to collaborate on their work, we're able to utilize it in a few different ways. Sometimes the kids do prefer to work alone, but often they like to team up and work in groups. And um, that involves some management skills for the students. So we're looking at kids as young as five and six years old having to delegate responsibilities, work collaboratively, um, which are, are definite life skills as far as managing these projects. Um, Minecraft projects um, are often over, a, they often take place over a series of days. It's not something that you sit the kids down and work on 30 minutes and it's over. It's something where they build on it and work through it. Um, an example um, that comes to mind is um, I had some students one time working on Texas history. And a portion of Texas history is studying the Native American cultures that were in the different regions of Texas. Um, and I had some students that broke into the groups to study each of these uh, uh, Native American groups. And they would build a Minecraft world similar to the world which they um, had lived. So if the, um, if the Native Americans had lived near water, then they would have to have a body of water there. Whatever the home was like, they would have to construct it. But further than that, this, this is all very much in the, the history aspect of school. But we had a lot of cross-curricular learning occurring as well. They wanted to build these um, structures to be very accurate and very detailed. In order to do that, because all of Minecraft is in cubic units, if you think about a block as a cubic unit, and if a structure was 10 feet across, they learned that they couldn't make one block be one foot because it didn't allow them enough detail. Therefore, they had to bring their math skills into play and they decided to make one block be two inches. Well, then they had to convert that measurement and, and understand how many blocks they could do and, and, and just to be able to get their structures uh, built accurately and to meet the details that they really wanted. Um, so therefore, you had this history lesson that turned into a math lesson. Um, Further, as the students spend that much time in this world they're creating together, they can't help but learn the material at an incredibly detailed level. Um, once they had completed their Minecraft world uh, of their tribes, then what we did is we um, were able to reflect the iPad they had built it on up to our smart board, and they would give us a virtual tour through their entire land and describing the way of life for their people. Um, 
it was exciting for the kids because they had Minecraft on the screen. That's just interesting. They enjoyed looking at what kind of structures these other groups had, had built. And the, and, and there was just deep learning that was able to be directly applied to um, further testing and assessment. Well, that's amazing. It sounds like an incredible experience for your students. Uh, so, so perhaps um, this may seem like a, uh, uh, a question that um, uh, you know, perhaps is su superfluous, but I'm just wondering, how does that compare to other kinds of learning outcomes that you see with regard to your students um, when they're not using Minecraft? So in other words, how are these learning outcomes different using Minecraft? And, well, and, and how are they improved, I, I, I would also add. Sure. Um, I think that the biggest thing we see is for a majority of our kids, they want to do Minecraft. And they feel like they're coming to school to have access to that. Um, we also have a lot of kids that don't have access to Minecraft at home. They see the T-shirts and their kids, their friends talk about it. They want to do it. And so when they come to school and they have that opportunity to get on there, Again, we have that increased student engagement. They are, are deeply involved in the lesson and they are committed to the learning. Uh, further, they want to continue being able to do Minecraft. They don't uh, want to do something that's going to cause that opportunity to go away. So we see increased student behavior. We see fewer uh, discipline issues because they are on task. They want to do learning. Um, and then with those, uh, that, that type of a classroom situation where you have focused students that are behaving and want to learn, that learning comes with it, that deep understanding. Um, they want to apply just about every subject area to the Minecraft. You know, we, we see students coming up with ideas for the teachers because sometimes there's a, a bit of a, a disconnect with teachers and, and, and people probably over about the age of 25 when it comes to Minecraft that it's hard to really totally grasp what it is. So we have students that are going to teachers saying, hey, you know, we could use Minecraft with this reading lesson. We could go into Minecraft and we could rebuild the story and I could explain the plot and give you a summary of our reading story. Well, if kids are coming up with that idea and then you say, that's a great idea, let's do that. They're going to be even more excited. Um, and, and then you've got them retelling stories and looking for plot aspects to, to be able to share that. And um, it gets the kids thinking about all areas of work, because if they're going to try to come up with an assignment, they start thinking like a teacher. And um, we end up having very deep learning that translates to other platforms. Um, and like I said, we do have iPads in our classroom. And so Minecraft isn't our only tool, um, which is great because I think whenever you have certain amounts of flexibility, um, you have certain amounts of novelty with the lessons you bring forward, it doesn't become stale. They're able to always get to go back to that and it's kind of fresh again. But we um, have that excitement and what we are seeing with our, our testing and, and our end of unit tests that the kids take is they really do understand this material that's being delivered to them and uh, the, they're able to retain details of it. Um, I, I had some students recently come to me that had been in my fourth grade class and they're now seventh graders and they're like, hey, do you remember when we learned about, you know, the Native American tribes? Do you remember when we learned about Columbus coming over? And they
remember specific details of it because of what they built out in Minecraft. That's amazing. I, I'm really struck by this idea of, of students coming up to teachers and and uh, suggesting lesson plan or lesson ideas. I think that's that's amazing, and it makes me wonder what, what is that the result of students being exposed to Minecraft in school? Uh, would this happen otherwise? In other words, um, you know, I'm just wondering how many how many students are familiar with Minecraft already, and the fact that you're opening up this possibly at school. Uh, how how does that then uh, allow these students to feel like they have a voice to be able to say things like, uh, let's do a lesson on this? Sure. I, I think that the students having a voice comes from a few different areas. Uh, on the one hand, I think it speaks to a certain culture within our school, a, a comfort level with their teachers and the teachers respecting the kids. So I think uh, that is definitely a platform where you have to start with. Um, but I think you also have um, a bit of insecurity from the teachers in that they don't really understand everything that Minecraft can do all the time. Um, that the, the they realize that the kids are going to be their greatest teachers, um, that their students have information and resources that will benefit them. So when the kids do come up with these lessons and the teachers realize the quality of the work the kids can do in Minecraft, and for the teachers, they're able to retain that knowledge and then use it the next year. You know, if, if a student comes up with a lesson this year, that teacher's going to keep that and then give that to their their following class to where they can keep having these lessons that um, really makes life easier for the teachers. Um, and, and I'm not so sure that um, kids probably often have ideas for lessons. They often think, man, I really wish I could learn this in this way. But they don't always feel like um, like it's maybe their place to speak up. But there's something about the Minecraft world that brings a level of comfort for these students, for all, for pretty much all these students to get into that world. They um, they're at home on on the, their iPads. They're playing Minecraft regularly. Um, they watch YouTube videos about Minecraft where people are discussing playing it, discussing strategies for it. And so it's just a world that they're immersed in and incredibly comfortable to where they can approach a teacher. And it just takes one time for a teacher to say, yes, that's a great idea. Let's do it. That that opens that door for the other students to speak up and gives them that voice to say, well, how about if we do this or that? And then we are seeing some flow over to other um, areas that are outside of Minecraft, other apps, or um, even things that are not necessarily technology-based. Uh, kids are making suggestions for ways they could learn, or how about if we do this collaboratively? You're, you're seeing some really interesting discussions in the classrooms that this has opened a door to. I love that. Uh, and you talked a little bit about teacher insecurity uh, because students, young people, are generally much better versed in Minecraft than, say, teachers, as you were saying, over 25 probably are. Uh, so I'm wondering, for you personally, how did you get involved in Minecraft, and, and did you have any of those insecurities, and if so, how did you overcome them? Well, Minecraft to me, um, I'm a, a mom of a, a son who picked it up when he was probably around five, and uh, he started playing with it and because a friend of his at school had it. And I wasn't quite sure what that was. And to me, it looked like something that had terrible graphics. And, and I just didn't quite understand. But the more he used it, the more fascinated I became by it. He was able to explain it to me. And 
I could see uh, initially with the mining aspects and then finding the ore and having iron ore and having to smelt it down to where it was a usable product. I thought, I thought wow, this is excellent for science and really discussing properties. And then whenever they get into the redstone and they talk about how it can carry electrical currents. Um, and I just watched him go through with it. And then he had me, he wanted me to be in his world. So we would get on devices and play together. And he taught me. Um, and my son, though he appreciates art, he absolutely hates doing art. He doesn't feel like he's good at it. Um, and, and so whenever there's an art project in school, he really gets upset. But in Minecraft, he has the confidence to create. And so he will build structures and he will rebuild uh, places he's been or things he's seen. And I think that that's something we see with a lot of students where they start to build and create and they become little architects. And um, for example, my son loves hockey and we go to see the Dallas Stars locally. Well, he has built the American Airlines Center uh, in his Minecraft world. And then he goes to um, Six Flags. And so he comes home and he rebuilds the roller coasters in it. And I think that's something that, that that's not uncommon. I think that is a fairly common thing that many of our kids do, but it just gets them excited about that. And it gives an outlet for a creative outlet for those kids that maybe feel like they don't have it with just a pencil and paper. But anyhow, my son has just kind of helped me understand and he helped me come up with a lot of my lesson plans and he showed me how I could take a project and add, add it to Minecraft to where Minecraft could take it to places where it's never been before. And uh, in fact, he's gonna be able to be present, uh, presenting at ISTE this year um, in San Antonio. He'll be presenting on Minecraft and he's now 12. So I think that's pretty amazing. And for those who don't know, ISTE is a conference for educators. It's a, it's a conference on technology for educators. So he'll be presenting to educators on Minecraft. Correct, yes, the International Society of Technology and Education. And so there'll be teachers and superintendents and technology directors and and uh, all kinds of people. I think they're estimating between ten and 15,000 people there. So it should be uh, quite an event. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, that, that is just an amazing story. And I, um, you know, I wonder how many, um, how many other educators, how many other teachers who are listening um, uh, can relate to this. I mean, I'm sure so many can because, uh, you know, if you have a young child, it's probably likely, wouldn't you say, that they've been exposed to Minecraft in some way? I, I definitely think so. It, it's hard to imagine if you've got a smartphone or a tablet and a small child that you haven't seen Minecraft at some point and, and watched them. I think the, uh, the the step you take is to make the jump from a something your kids do almost like playing Legos at home to seeing how that can be used as an educational tool, which is where um, Minecraft and education really does come in and help educators out. Um, they have so many resources on their, their site and it's, for one thing, it is a way you can get Minecraft into your schools, into your computer labs and have your kids use it hands-on. But the other things that are available on there are wonderful lesson plans and ideas to kind of get teachers juices flowing to see how they really can use it in that direction, as well as contacts to support the, uh, Minecraft Global, uh, or contacts to the Minecraft Global Mentors for the support they may need for making those steps to getting it going in the classrooms. That's wonderful. And that seems like a great place uh, to stop, Amy, because uh, we'll make those resources available. And I think uh, those of us, in the, those of, I, and I'm not a Minecraft person, so I include myself <laughs> with the rest of the audience, those of us who want to learn more. 
You can check out those resources. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with us and, and share your experiences. You bet. This has been great. And uh, I'm excited for what technology can do in classrooms. Uh, I'm excited to watch my child go through school and, and all the the different ways he's able to learn and apply his knowledge nowadays. And it's just great to see um, how much growth we're having with our students. Wonderful. Thanks, Amy. Thank you.